Welcome to Two Chicks, Three Seats, the podcast that takes a look at the hospitality industry's hottest topics. Two Chicks, Three Seats is hosted by Kate Kennedy and Rachel Calkins and is brought to you by Triple Seat, the industry leader in event management software. Find out more about Triple Seat at TripleSeat.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the first Two Chicks, Three Seats episode of 2021. Woohoo! <laughs> With this new year, you can expect a lot more amazing content like we've brought you in the past with hospitality and events industry trends, interesting stories, marketing tips, and of course, some amazing guests. And so today, we're going to go back to the marketing basics and discuss an important marketing tactic that may often be overlooked when mixed in with all the other fancy marketing tools and social media platforms that are out there today. And that basic tactic is email marketing, specifically email marketing tips that will set your restaurant, hotel, or unique venue, wherever you work, up for success in this new year ahead. But there's so many tactics to consider when creating an email beyond just clicking the send button. And so that's why we wanted to make a whole episode dedicated to this topic today. Uh, But email marketing is a form of outbound marketing, which refers to any type of marketing where the business starts the conversation and sends a message out to an audience. Fun fact, if you didn't know the definition. (laughs) Um, But as members of Triple Seats marketing team, Kate and I have done our fair share of emailing. So we're going to share some best practices with you starting right now. (laughs) Right now. (laughs) Right now. So Kate, how about you kick us off with step number one when creating a marketing email? Okay. So step number one really has nothing. Well, it has something to do with the email, but it has more to do with the audience you have to think about who you're emailing, okay? So you have to know your audience, which is I think is even more important in the hospitality world than it even is in like software or, you know, what like when we send emails out um, to our customers and to prospects. But uh, before you go about creating the perfect email on behalf of your venue, you have to know who your target audience is that will be receiving that specific email. And this will influence the main message, the content, and even the goal of the email, like the ultimate end goal, which is probably to gain their you know, trust as a customer. <laughs> so there are many ways to go about collecting email addresses. And if you go the wrong route, you could end up getting yourself into some trouble. Like um, your emails could go to spam, you could get red listed, which is awful. And it just like your emails go nowhere and an email sender will no longer continue to send your emails out. So not good stuff. So you should really have a plan in place. Um, I think the first rule of thumb should be to email contacts whose email you have received with their permission. This is huge, especially in the hospitality industry. I think, you know, there are a lot of ways that that somebody can get lists of, you know, for contacts and stuff like that. But when it comes to hospitality, if I get an email from a restaurant I've never even been to, I get a little annoyed, like, how'd you get my email address? So I think it's super important to make sure that you have these people's permissions before you send them an email. So this could be as simple as looking at past clients in your triple seat reports um, from an email newsletter that people sign up for, from an event that you, you know, you held that you legally obtained their contact information from. And it's, I mean, it's easy enough, especially if you're a triple C customer, it's easy enough. You already have their email addresses, their contacts, they know you, they've had an event with you. So I think it's, face, it's fair to say that it's safe to send them emails. 
Um, and you can pull that report just by going into settings. Um, sorry, you go into reports and then you just go into like any type of basic report where you can pull customer, customer information. And it's super simple. You can even like, you know, send it to Excel and then take out the ones you don't need or filter them a certain way. There's a million different ways that you can run, run reports specifically in Triple Seat for different clientele um, and different types of customers. So if you are, you know, wrongly emailing people without proper permissions, you do have the chance, like I said before, of being reported or put into the spam bin. And those are both awful outcomes because then all of your hard work of crafting an email sees nothing more than the trash bin on the prospect's computer. So not good, not good, not good for business. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, something that I think I mentioned before, but you should really be careful with purchase lists when it comes to hospitality. You know, at Triple C with prospecting and at other companies like software companies, they sometimes use purchase lists to get, you know, more prospects. But to be honest with you, it never worked the way we'd like it to. They're usually the worst lists out there. They do cost money. And the information is is normally not as accurate as you would like it to be, especially during COVID and especially in the hospitality industry. Unfortunately, we know that, you know, so many people have been furloughed or, and, and positions have changed and email addresses have changed. So those lists probably aren't, you know, accurate in any way. So I just would stay away from purchasing lists. <laughs> um, just be careful in... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how else to say it. Just be careful. Because we've got, I feel like, like, as a marketer, I've gotten myself into not like serious trouble, like not red listed. But I have gotten, you know, some bad email outcomes. And I put a lot of work into them and then used a purchase list and it didn't go anywhere. So just basically not worth it. So as I said before, it's best to market to people who have willingly signed up to get emails from your business. You could even post a sign-up sheet to receive email promotions anywhere you have an audience. So in-house, you know, um, you could do it when your when your uh, servers are placing checks on the table, there could be a little flyer that says "Sign up for our newsletter." And you know, when people do that, give them something in return. They're not going to sign up if they're just like, "Oh, I'm just going to get spammed by this restaurant." Give them something. So say, "Sign up for our newsletter and and receive ten percent off your next dinner, or a free appetizer next time you come in, or whatever it may be." And then actually do that. <laughs> Um, you can also put it on your website. That's probably, you know, pretty obvious. You can do it on your social media accounts. Um, anywhere you have an audience is a great place to post that sign up sheet. And then also some automated email services like Constant Contacts, which also integrates with Triple C, um, offer sign up forms and list building tools with each subscription, making it even easier to gather all of those worthwhile contacts. So that's definitely something you can look into. I think also if if you integrate with OpenTable, a triple C integrates with OpenTable. If you use OpenTable, they also have um, some features that allow you to gather emails from customers. Um, and then I, I think just like keep in mind that the audience is important because uh, we'll talk about segmenting later, but it's really important to hone in on your audience because different emails should go to different people, um, you know, corporate clients are different than your social clients, et cetera, et cetera. So it's really good to have, you know, very solid lists and to have lists that are, that are divided up properly, which we'll talk about later. So. Right. Yeah. Email marketing is like a whole thing. It's like not just the basics no. as people who aren't marketers would think it's like 
there's so many things that go into making sure that email is actually going to do what it's supposed to do. Exactly. You could waste so much time building a campaign. It could be amazing and you have all this witty information in, in it and you're like, we're going to get so many customers from this. And then a horrible email list just leads you nowhere. So it's, right. you know, there's a lot. You're right. A lot that goes into Right. It. We don't want to be wasting anyone's time. No. You don't deserve <laughs> to waste your time. No, especially um, now. <laughs> right. Um, but another tip for getting different new contacts and people that you want to reach out to, like you just briefly said, is with social media. Um, and it is a good way because it can be done in a respectful manner. Um, and it's actually would be considering using inbound marketing efforts, uh, like using on your social media platforms, like on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. So for example, Kate just had the example of mentioning if you sign up for the newsletter and getting a free appetizer when they're getting the check, you could do that a similar idea for social media. So for example, you could go live on Facebook and Instagram, which we already recommend a bunch in the past when it comes to social media and how you can be marketing your venue. But if you go live talking about the safety precautions you've been taking during COVID, how your restaurant has restructured or reorganized for COVID, some new catering menu items and procedures you have in place, or even doing like a live demonstration, cooking a meal, crafting, crafting a cocktail for followers to do at home, any idea along the lines of that. And this is a valuable piece of live content that viewers can enjoy. So you're giving them value by having this live content. And then once they have enjoyed that, then at the end, you can take the opportunity to get their contact information in a creative way. So at the end, you could offer a coupon for a discount on takeout or catering. And in order to receive that coupon, then the person must put in their email address. And I know, I know that I personally do follow this tactic when it comes to getting discounts from retail stores. Yep. If I like see something on social media and it's like, okay, on the website, if you sign up for the newsletter or you do this or that, then you put your email address in and then you get the discount. And I do that every single time. So <laughs> yeah. And then honestly, after I've done it, I don't mind getting the emails because I know personally that I like said I was okay with it. And right. since it's a brand that I was interested in getting a discount for because I'm interested in buying from them, then it is something that whose email addresses and emails that I see, I don't mind getting. Yeah. So I definitely, it does hold true and it can do the same thing in the hospitality industry. And so it's, you're definitely getting those people that are more interested in your business opposed to looking for like random purchase lists or just like lists that are going to leave you nowhere. So that's one way to do it. And if you don't feel comfortable going live on Facebook or Instagram, because I get it, not everyone does, but you could do this same method just with having a link um, on your website or on your social media posts. There's so many different features on Instagram, I feel like these days that allow you to like just lead people directly to a certain link that would um, help you with the same situation and putting in their emails. So these methods are just an awesome way to do it in a respectful manner, in my opinion, because it's like not as obvious as it may seem in other mediums that people try to get email addresses. Mm -hmm. And then it, it also could be a way to use your social media and get that, use your social media to turn them into email leads. So like your actual followers who may not be on your email list, but are following you on Instagram or Facebook. Now they're coming to become more leads instead of just followers on social media. So Absolutely. social media is so powerful. It is. And, and, you know, a lot of those contacts, like you said, like they've already been nurtured, which is a marketing term that I, you know, probably shouldn't have just used there, but, <laughs> but they've already been nurtured marketing to the point 
that they already love your restaurant. They're following your Facebook page. They're good leads. Like they're good to get more business from. You don't have to, you don't have to, you know, like pet them at the beginning like you do. <laughs> um, they're basically, you know, they're basically top of the funnel, uh, mid funnel leads rather than top of the funnel leads, which are leads that you just get out of nowhere. Right. So, um, yeah, so social media is a huge, um, way to get those really good leads that will, you know, garner some more business for sure. Um, and speaking of ways to make sure that your leads are good (laughs) or your lists are good, um, segmentation, like I said, we would talk about, um, so segmentation of emails, I like, I feel like this is something that maybe a lot that people do just like without even thinking that they're doing it. So basically it just means that you're breaking your list down, um, in ways that are intentional and the go along with the kind of message you're sending each type of persona on your list, right? So it's basically separating them by either demographic, behavioral data, and you don't need to be, you know, a marketing scientist to figure out this data. It's pretty simple. You know, you could pull reports in triple seat for anyone who booked a holiday event to, to, you know, um, to remarket to them for the same type of event or corporate clients that only do lunch parties. And you could, you could send them an email to do a lunch party or, you know, you could get really intricate and be like people over 50 that come in for lunch a lot. Like you can, I mean, you could, the possibilities truly are endless when it comes to, to segment into your, your list, especially in hospitality. Um, but you could also do high level lists that are literally just, you know, um, age groups, or this person is a social media follower, this person's not like, it doesn't really matter how you're segmenting them, as long as the message you're sending out to each segment makes sense for them. It's, it's pretty, you know, it's pretty simple. And it doesn't take long. And it's definitely worth it. Because a lot of times you could send, I mean, you could have a newsletter and you're sending it out to all of the, you know, all of your contacts and constant contact and, and great. That's great. Everyone's getting the same newsletter, but if you really want to see value from your email marketing, you should be sending out three different newsletters and segmenting lists so that each type of person is getting their own curated personal newsletter And it makes them feel like you know them better and that like they, oh yeah, I love going to that restaurant because they know I love to come in for lunch and they gave me, you know, a free appetizer next time I come in for lunch or they know I like to book corporate events. So they gave me a discount on a corporate event um, or catering or whatever it may be right now. So I think that segmenting your list, it doesn't take a lot of time and it's definitely worthwhile because you spent all that time you know, building a list and then curating the perfect emails. So you might as well get your money's worth, your time's worth rather. And it doesn't, doesn't cost anything to segment lists. So definitely do it. (laughs) Right. And I feel like what you were just saying too, about how it's so much more personal. Like if I got an email that has nothing to do with anything I'm interested or anything that I've done in the past, then it doesn't feel as special. And like there I'm being thought about as much as it could have been. Right. I mean, you wouldn't send like, for instance, if you're having a ladies night or, or you're doing, you know, cause right now, obviously there aren't many events happening. You're doing a virtual wine night for ladies. You wouldn't send that to 200 guys. You know what I mean? Right. So it's like, just be smart. Like if my husband got an email about a, like a, a virtual ladies night for wine, he'd be like, this is stupid. Like, why did I get this? It's just spam, you know? So, and, and honestly, like some people may even report that and report it as spam. So now they're never going to, they're never going to get another email from you ever again. And you don't even know what happened. So it's, 
you know, it's important. It's important to make sure you're sending the correct content to the correct group of people. Sure. Right. It may, it may feel tedious, but it's definitely worth it. It's definitely end. worth it. Yeah. And it really, like I said, I'm, I mean, I get it. If you have a list of like thousands of contacts, I mean, good for you, first of all, but also it, it, it can seem daunting, but with, with, you know, uh, email marketer, you know, uh, companies like constant contact, um, and I keep mentioning them because their software doesn't just send out emails. It's really robust and it does a lot of reporting as well. So they can actually segment lists for you based on your client's behaviors. And also, obviously, if you use Triple Seat, Triple Seat does that in the reporting feature. Like I said before, you can you can filter reports by almost anything you want. You can literally, if you have menu items entered in, into Triple Seat, you can literally filter a customer who's like, like ordered something at an event and and just bring up those customers. So, I mean, you can really get specific with reporting for sure. And it's not that hard. Right. So, And that's on segmentation. <laughs> <laughs> Super exciting information. I could talk all day on segmenting lists. So <laughs> I, I will stop there. <laughs> all right. Well, the next little piece I'm going to talk about is the email elements, the other email elements within the actual email. So you have your audience, your contacts have been segmented. And so now we're looking at what else makes up the email. So we're going to talk about the subject line. So every good email should have a good subject line because that's just all part of making a great email. Absolutely. Um, and sometimes, I mean, I, I don't know about you, Kate, but personally, I feel like sometimes it's easier to make the content of your email and then choose a subject line at the end so that yep. you kind of just know that it's all aligned. I feel like sometimes you think that since it's at the top, some people would instinctively be like, okay, subject line first, but that's just not normally usually the case. Right. But you want your subject line to be intriguing, interesting, funny, basically anything that will help interest the recipient enough to open this email. And I, I know, again, I fall for this all the time when I get my emails in my inbox, because if it's something clever, then I'm like, oh, I, I give props to that business. Like, that's yeah. impressive. So true. <laughs> you can have my money. <laughs> so true. But... Um, so the subject line is important, but then also... Most, I think, is it just in services like MailChimp or is it in a lot of, I think there's others too, where you also have the opportunity to write down a preview text. Yep. So you have the the subject line, obviously, which comes in, it's the bold text. And then if it's like a few words long, the subject line, then after that, you'll be able to see another little blurb of words. So that's the preview text. And that could be another opportunity to build on the curiosity um, in what's inside the email. So the preview text and the subject line together are going to make a strong opening to what this email is and hopefully get the person to open the email. Yeah. And also, uh, can I add one thing? I'm sorry. No, yeah. <laughs> Come on. Uh, I was just going to say, if you if you use an email um, service like MailChimp or Constant Contact that, that offers you to write your own preview text, definitely do it. Because if you don't do it, they're just going to, they're just going to put the first line of your email in there and it might not be very exciting. <laughs> yeah, that's that's so true. Because, and then it may not make as much sense. So it's right. definitely good to be aware of what you can write. And honestly, send yourself a bunch of test emails to see what it looks like and how it shows up. Because if it becomes a certain length, then it will like could show up a little wonkier than if it was a little shorter, things yep. like that. But so yeah, take advantage of the space that you have for the subject line and preview. But for subject line, stick to five to 10 words in total. 
as just kind of like a rule of thumb when you're writing out your subject line. Mm -hmm. And then another thing in that basic like subject line and who the sender is, you want to remember that it's important to decide who the email is being sent from. And it should be a friendly person. Maybe using an actual name in addition to your business name can make it feel more personal opposed to just saying it's from the business. Um, And if there's someone on your team who's who is the face of a lot of marketing communications, then you can use their, I'm I'm laughing because if you use their name in the from section, then they'll be recognizable. And that's why a lot of our email communications come from Kate from Triple C because (laughs) Kate is just the face of everything on email marketing. So it's a good thing because people know her and they know she's trustworthy and they know what kind of messages that she'll probably be having from an email that comes from Kate from Triple C. And so that just is another way to show your audience just that you have someone who's trustworthy and that this email isn't just spam and it's something that should be read. So having that like kind of like an authority in a way figure too that someone can trust um, when you're sending out your email. So maybe this is like your events manager, your events director, someone whose name that people who have done events at your venue would recognize. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's just, it's important to do it and make sure that the from is someone like who's who's relevant people will remember um and also yeah just even if even if that person didn't write the email sometimes it's it's best to put it from that person because it has a strong meaning behind it right the next piece is the call to actions in the emails. So the CTAs, which is obviously huge and super important um because every good email should be delivering value so that you're getting you're giving something informative in that email, but then you also want to be able to push the CTA, which is the main objective and the goal behind what action you want the person to take. So it's kind of like a little give and then ask. So you're giving the the value in the email and what the message is that you're providing, but then you're also asking for them to do something in this email. So when you're creating the email, think about what action you want the recipient to take. So is it to follow your restaurant on social media? Is it to check out a new PDF of catering options? Is it to read a notable article about your venue's creativity in the news? Is it to do anything like that? Book an event with you. So you want to have these CTA buttons really obvious in the the emails. So you should have at least two and up to four calls to actions or CTAs in each email from the top to bottom. And a way to format this would be to start with a short intro paragraph and then have your first CTA and then talk about another item, maybe words, photos with words is an awesome way to do it, and then have another CTA and so on throughout the email. So you're kind of breaking it up, not just having everything at the top or at the bottom so that there's multiple opportunities for someone to click on a CTA throughout the email, which is great. And it just increases your chances of someone interacting with the email, which is what you want them to do. Um, And there's email marketing platforms that allow you to track where recipients click within the email, which is also super interesting data because then you can kind of get an idea about which CTAs grabs people's attention the most and which ones had no impact. So if you see everyone clicking on the link to the new catering offerings and you're like, oh, that's that's cool because now people are really actually interested in this and that's a good outcome from this this email. So those are CTA super important. Um, and that should be another element that you really think about and like plan out within your emails. And Kate's going to talk next about like drip campaigns, but just also considering which CTAs are relevant for which emails and for which people. So there is a science behind it. Um, and you just want to be making sure you have a plan in place. 
And then something else just important is to make sure you're not sounding too spammy when you're creating the content in these emails. And like Kate said before, it's you don't want to end up in the spam box. It's just not, it's a waste of your time by making your emails. And there are email services that have a list of words that could send your email into spam. So if you literally just Google like spam trigger words, then Google can give you some ideas, but just be careful on what you do. And even like in the subject line, don't sounding too spammy when it comes to those kind of words. But yeah, so I mean, overall, the goal of your email is to deliver value first and foremost, and think about what your customer needs and what they would be interested in. And always just put yourself into their perspective and what would gain their attention. You have your CTA goals, but you'll never get them to do that action if you don't give something on your behalf first. So help your customer solve a problem or offer them something for free or at a discount. Customer testimonials are also another great idea for a value prop. No one cares necessarily that your head chef got married over the past couple of days, <laughs> but they do care about what your business can do to help them. And I think there's so many things that now that we're on a fresh year in 2021 that you can be talking about and how you can help people like celebrate all the life milestones that they may have missed in 2020. And now that we're going into 2021, there's lots of opportunity out there for sending emails to your client base and see how you can help them. Absolutely. So. I totally agree. No one cares about your head chef <laughs> unless you're cooking something amazing. So, or she, I should say. <laughs> um, well, now that we've discussed the audience, the segmentation, the content, and of course the goals, it's time to think about how you can turn one email into an email campaign, continuously working for you and what your goals are. So we're going to this to discuss, sorry, drip campaigns. And these are also known as lifecycle emails, automated emails, marketing automation. There's a million other ways to describe these. Um, but we call them, at Triple C, we call them drip campaigns. I mean, obviously, you already know that selling your restaurant is not a one-step process. For the best results, you need to nurture your leads, nurture that, that word again, <laughs> with a sales sequence of, I'd say, four to eight steps to convince your potential customers to choose you over another venue. And this nurture the lead mindset is often, I mean, some people look at it as inbound marketing, but when your efforts are solely focused on email and maybe direct mail marketing, it definitely falls under outbound marketing. So what is a drip campaign? And how does it differ from other varieties of outbound marketing? So a drip campaign is basically the action of sending multiple emails over a specific course of time in order to nurture the prospect. So the key here is that the message timing has a set course and goal. So emails are spread out specifically and intentionally over a period of time, whether that's a month or whether that's one week, you know, one email Monday, one Wednesday, one Friday, if you're promoting something on the weekend or, or over a, a longer period of time. I mean, drip campaigns can go on for a year. It, it doesn't really matter. It just depends on what you're trying to sell. And the emails are also targeted based on customer behavior. We talked about this before um, and any number of other triggers. So this you know, you segment your list and then the drip campaign segments that list even more for you. So who gets what email depends on their status and behaviors that you determine before beginning the drip campaign. I mean, email marketing is the backbone of most drip camp campaigns, but other types of marketing modes can be used as well, like cold calling, cold calling, sorry, I can't talk today, and direct mail pieces. So, you know, you could send one email and then two weeks later, you get a reminder to follow up with a call 
And then two weeks after that, you get a reminder to follow up with, you know, a direct mail piece, like a flyer or something. But the real benefit of drip campaigns is that they help you build trust with your customers. Rather than blast every single person the same campaign, you can funnel your leads into different campaigns depending on their actions. So it feels a lot more personalized and you will get a lot more in return, I promise. So here's just an example. You can send out an initial email to a large list with CTAs to check out your new catering options. For those that end up booking a catering event with you, then they would get the second email thanking them for their business and offering them 10% off their next catering order. For those that do not book within a certain amount of time, you can send them a different email after, you know, after, I, like I said, a few days or weeks or whatever it is with more information, maybe videos, pictures of your food, a coupon code to entice them to book with you. And then the funnel keeps going from there. It sounds confusing, but it, it's really not. In most email marketing companies like the ones that integrate with Triple C, MailChimp, and Constant Contact can do all of this for you. So drip campaigns are meant to work on their own. You set them up and then they work for you. And it's just, I mean, using a drip campaign will protect you from draining your marketing dollars and your marketing time by trying to get more business through the top of the funnel. Because the top of the funnel, like I mentioned before, are those leads that really don't know you at all. And um, once you, if you get, if you get a bunch of people who don't know you at all, and you nurture them with a drip campaign, then they'll trust you more. And then since you're offering something to them that's relevant, then it will seem more personal. So that's what I meant before when I said nurture, and also what I meant before when I said top of the funnel. <laughs> but I mean, like I said, this shouldn't be hard. You know, both systems that integrate with Triple Seed, and um, there's a million other systems out there. We use Marketo. We used to use HubSpot. I mean, a lot of restaurants don't want to spend a ton of money on on um, marketing software, and those ones can be a little more pricey. But Mailchimp, Constant Contact, and I know there's more are definitely reasonably priced, and they're and they're built for smaller companies or um, you know like like restaurants and um, and you know other smaller businesses. But they both offer easy to use, data driven drip campaign options that will make it super simple for you to nurture leads and engage with your customers. It's it's a no-brainer. And like I said, it, it sounds confusing, but if you start to read up on it a little bit, it's it just, you know, you can set them up whatever way you want. Like I said before, you can have four emails and, you know, the first email goes out to everyone. The second email goes out to people who booked with you already. And then the people who didn't get another email. And if those people still didn't, then they get another email. It just keeps going. And, and like I said, it doesn't have to be all emails. It can be follow up, you know, your event manager or general manager, whoever's booking the events and catering right now can follow up with a cold call, or you can send out a direct mailer with um, your catering menu and coupon on it. And I actually just got I feel like I'm gonna I'm gonna coin this term, I just got dripped the other day. <laughs> I coined that. <laughs> um, like two weeks ago, I, I got an email from a local catering company that I had booked with over the summer. And they sent me a, haven't seen you in a while, like here's 10% off a holiday catering order. And I didn't need holiday catering because it was just us. But like two days ago, I think it's today, Wednesday, Monday, I got a flyer in the mail from the same company that said, well, you know, we missed you over the holidays, but if you need catering for, you know, upcoming events, let us know. Like it was like perfectly timed. I was like, oh, this is a great example of like a worthwhile drip campaign. And I saved the coupon and I'm like, well, next time I order catering, it's definitely going to be through them. I don't know when that's going to be, but I will use it. So 
yeah, I mean, it's just, it's easy. And even, I mean, that business is like, I think there's like five people who work in that entire business. So it's not a big business. I'm sure they're not making a ton of money right now. So it's not costing them a lot to do it and to do it right. And they're probably making money from it. So drip campaign, super exciting stuff. <laughs> I get all excited over it. <laughs> not sure you guys will, but <laughs> I think, I think we can give everyone, all of our listeners permission to add the two chicks, three seats email address to yes. their, their email campaign list. Yes. After <laughs> listening to us ramble on, please do add it to everywhere. <laughs> Hopefully, hopefully we provided some value and now we'll willingly give us give out our email address. Yeah, yeah, take our email addresses, you know, spam us up. It's fine. No. <laughs> <laughs> but one thing I did want to add before we close out today is that we're actually hosting um, a virtual event sales and marketing seminar next week, which is if you're listening to this, like, you know, when we post it next week is Wednesday, January 13th and Thursday, January 14th. So the seminar is completely free to anyone who would like to join. You don't have to, you know, you don't need to be a Triple C customer or to join or to benefit from the series. It's not about Triple C. It's about selling hospitality, marketing and selling hospitality. Um, so it's a four-part series, um, which will be divided into two days, like I said, Wednesday and Thursday of next week. So first, our Director of Content Marketing at Triple Seat, Azure Collier, will, will be discussing inbound marketing basics like social media and other avenues. And then next, myself, Kate Kennedy, <laughs> we'll be discussing everything you need to know about outbound marketing with emails like we just did right now. But it will be more in depth than what we gave you today. And you can also sign up for this and not if you're like, well, I already listened to Kate Babble, Kate and Rachel Babylon for 30 minutes on the podcast. I don't need to learn about emails anymore. You can sign up and, and just listen to the other series, like the other content. You don't have to join in for everything. But then after myself, our CEO, Jonathan Morris, will talk about cold calling, which is a great thing to learn about. And he's really good at it. Um, proven sales strategies and also closing the deal, which I think are all important things right now. And I do want to add that like, we realize at Triple C that right now, because of the pandemic, a lot of our normal customers, uh, you know, event managers, planners, um, may be furloughed at the moment. And a lot of Restaurant managers, like general managers or owners even, have taken over the bulk of that work and are trying to juggle running the running the restaurant with all these, you know, safety precautions. And then in addition, trying to like promote catering events or, or whatever it may be. So you have a lot in your, on your plate and we know that. Um, so we do think that this seminar will be super helpful for those people because they're not, normally they're not marketers, right? Like the event planner and the event managers, they are they are marketers, but they have to market their spaces and, and, you know, the business. But I think a lot of times people like general managers and owners, not always, but a lot of times they put that on the event managers. So if, if, if you're an owner or a general manager and you're doing it all right now, this would be a great series for you to listen to. Cause it's, it's, you know, we're very basic. It's not like it's super, super in-depth, but it's, it's basic knowledge. And it could just be a refresher course as well. Cause a lot of things that Azure is talking about, you know, I, I work in marketing, but I don't, you do a ton of social media, Rachel, but I don't do as much anymore. So right. a lot of the stuff she was talking about, I was like, Oh yeah, I forgot you could do that. So, <laughs> so yeah, I think it's, it's definitely, um, it will be you know worthwhile for a lot of different people, but we'll add the link to, um, in this episode's description for you to register. And you can also find it by going to triple seat.com slash events. Um, and it is free. I think I said that, but it's completely free. So join. Yeah. I can't, I can't wait to listen. Right. You better listen. <laughs> listen to me bounce on. John was like, uh, keep it to 30 minutes on the email marketing. I'm like, we'll see. 
<laughs> you should just get up there and then play the podcast. Yeah, right. <laughs> and here you go. <laughs> you said keep it on 30 minutes. Yep, there you go. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> all right well thank you for listening everyone and if you loved this episode like you've loved all of our other episodes then go on down to the rate and review section of the podcast on apple or spotify wherever you're listening and give us that five-star review if you've been satisfied with your if your ears are happy with what they've heard tonight <laughs> <laughs> Um, and yeah, yeah. Appreciate, we appreciate everyone listening and tuning in to Absolutely. hear about email marketing. Yes, we appreciate you. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Two Chicks, Three Seats, your events industry podcast brought to you by Triple Seat, the industry leader for event management software. Find out more about Triple Seat at triplesseat.com.